Views and opinions expressed on Deliberately Linked are entirely those of the host, who are completely responsible for all show content. These views and opinions are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure in any way any kind of condition, or to promote any specific lifestyle, belief, religion, political affiliation, or personal practice. Nor is the information presented deemed to be accurate or verifiable. What is up, Deliberately Linked viewers? Lace them up and lock it in. Because on today's show, talk is cheap. What you do has far greater impact than what you say. We got a special guest here today, and I know my brother and myself couldn't be more excited. Justin Ross, thank you for joining us. Welcome to Deliberately Linked. Yeah, guys, I'm telling you, this is a treat. Uh, and Josh introed it perfectly, uh, you know, because as, as we've been talking over these past few months, really, uh, in and out of discussion on leadership and confidence and identity and self-value and all these things, you know, there are people that have lived this, you know, and there's a lot of our listeners that say, I don't know how to attain this, or I don't know where to go with this, or mm -hmm. I don't know how to find that aspect of my life. And, and we're in this ever evolving life. It's, it's nonstop evolving. And it's like, how do we evolve? You know, how do we pull from some of these, uh, examples that we've seen or things that we've seen in our lives, you know, and here we are with uh, Pastor Justin Ross, you know, Impact City Church here in Pataskill, Ohio. It's amazing. The story behind it's amazing uh, because it's not what modern times would say is what we should have expected. Sure. But yet your story is fantastic. So Justin Ross, uh, welcome. We thank you. We're excited to hear your story, you know, share a little bit about yourself for our, our, our listeners and viewers, and we'll see where this just goes. That's awesome. Well, Thanks for having me, guys. This is my first podcast. Yay. So that's pretty cool. We'll go easy. It's, uh, it's, very cool. it's a milestone moment. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll decline interviews like this just because uh, I'm just not vibing with the person um, sure. who's, who's yeah. leading it. But there's something special about you guys. I just feel like your motives and your mission is on point. And um, I'm really excited not just to be on the show, but to stumble upon your content. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And it's really helpful. So I appreciate Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Well, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So, I like, well, like Mark said. Um, you know, we, we have been touching on leadership and confidence and, you know, things that God calls us to do, we believe in our lives. And yeah. it's one thing to hear it from Mark and I all the time, you know, yeah. from our personal experiences. And we, we share with our, we share with you guys as our listeners, Hey, implement this thing into your life. It's working for us. Well, recently we have found it so important to not only share our, our values, our experiences, but to bring listeners, to bring other individuals that have been through this same road. Recently, you guys got to listen to Jonah Staten and his and his adventures yeah. uh, with Old School Dental. And tr I truly believe, you know, when we all walk away from today, you, you guys are just going to walk away with that much encouragement and that much faith to know, like, okay, this guy's saying it can, it's possible. This guy's saying it's possible. And now this guy's saying it's possible. Yeah. Rely on that faith. And, and Justin, you know, I just think it's so appropriate. And I know it's going to be the third time you shared this, but... <laughs> Share with our listeners real quick the story behind Impact City Church. I want to make sure. a point, though, for Justin Gets Going. I'll tell you, Justin said something just a minute ago. Justin said, I'm vibing with you guys. And I'll, tell you, I'll tell you where that vibe comes from, number one, yeah. our Heavenly Father. And I'll tell you, number two, why? Because nobody sitting in this room is here promoting themselves. Yeah. No. And so for our listeners and our viewers that listen regularly know that Josh and I are constantly um, expressing how humble we are that we people do come and we don't want right. this to be about us. You know, this isn't our platform. And when the minute you said that, I'm like, that is why God laid you on my heart to reach out to you because I knew this would not be about Justin. 
it would be about what God has done to Justin, what God has shown Justin, yeah. and where God has led Justin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And j- j- I'll just retract a little bit. Let's have the viewers get a little background about you first. Sure. Um, and who you are, where yep. you've been through. this. Promise me, stay tuned because you'll love that story. It's but, coming. Just stay hang with us. But guys. I'm telling you, the the transformation yeah. of this man has been amazing. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I guess you know, my wife and I, we started Impact City Church uh, in 2014. But let me tell you all the reasons that I shouldn't be a pastor. <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, I grew up um, not attending church. It wasn't in a Christian home. Uh, there wasn't a day in my memory where we prayed together as a family wow. or that we really had any spiritual deposit in me. You know, there was extended family and a grandmother that attended church, but really I had no foundation of faith. Um, I was you know, captain of the football team in high school. I was, you know, I was a leader, but I was leading people to the parties, right? Yeah. I was leading people uh, to get into trouble, to do the things that were fun and selfish. Right. And then I moved on to college, and I was, again, captain of the football team. I was president of my fraternity. Justin, where'd you go to college at? Otterbein University. Very good. You played football, captain, you said? Yep, had the opportunity to play. Uh, I was a Ended up being a five-year starter. One of the years I got injured and had a medical red shirt. But, so I got to play a lot of football. <laughs> I got to experience the college life. Yeah. But it was in the midst of that season that I actually surrendered my life to Christ. And I'm so grateful for it. Um, wow. You know, a lot of pe- some people come to the Lord on the up and up. You know, they grew up in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. They have a solid foundation, and they've always known the Lord. For me, that, that wasn't the case. But it was in a season where everything on the outside seemed like it was looking good. Again, successful on the on the field I was successful in the classroom I graduated cum laude I had all the premier internships I worked for Smith Barney I was going to be an investment broker I was going to move to New York and be on Wall Street I had all of these plans and the Lord got a hold of me um, in an unexpected way and 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 when I really started to live for the Lord he began to give me a new vision for my life and um but you know, to fast forward, we got connected to a church in the Polaris area that my, my wife's family was a part of uh, called uh, Polaris Church. And we just started serving and volunteering uh, like, like you do when you get part of a church. And a few years into that journey, um, uh, a pastor called me and he said, Justin, um, have you ever thought about ministry? <laughs> have you ever thought about being a minister? And um and I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, no. I just learned how to pray. <laughs> I know, I will. I'm kind of new to this process, <laughs> right? But I, I remember giving him a good, a good Christian answer of like, well, we're all called to be ministers of the gospel, you know? Right. Yeah. What yeah. do you need, pastor? Like, I figured he was <laughs> yeah. recruiting me for something. Parking right. lot duty. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And he said, no, uh, good answer. But like, have you ever thought about being a pastor? And I remember just, just being stopped, you know, in my tracks on the phone, and I said, you know what? Yes. But I've never said that out loud. Yeah. Wow. Because of my journey, because of my past, because of what I've done, because of where I am. Yep. At this at this point, I had four young kids, and you know, I had a degree. I had a great job. I was climbing the corporate ladder, mm-hmm. um, and I said, you know, I just I can't go back and start over. I said I have too many responsibilities. Um, you know, I can't go back to seminary. And he said, Justin, I didn't ask you if you wanted to go to seminary. I said, do you feel called to be a pastor? I said, I do, but I don't know what to do. And he said, well, let's figure that out. How, says, long, how long was this calling going on? Um, you know, it had been starting me for a couple of years. Okay. You know, and then, you know, one of the ways that you can d- identify that you feel like you're d- 
created to do something is every time you do it, you come alive. Yeah. There's just something yeah. on the inside yep. that lightens right. up. You're like, man, yep. I have a passion for it. I look forward to it. Yep. There's a grace on it. It just comes naturally. I don't have to strive at it. I don't have to open up doors myself. The doors open, yeah. opportunities come. Yeah. And so we were just serving and leading in every area in the church as a volunteer. And then the pastor calls and says, hey, do you feel like you're supposed to, you know, is there more to this? And at that point, he just offered to really apprentice me yeah. and to take me under his wing. And so we just started getting more involved. And after about six months, um, to a, maybe to a year of that, uh, I remember the pastor coming to me and saying, hey, Justin, you know, there's an opening on our staff. Would you, would you consider taking a job here? And I thought, wow, yeah. right. I was like, well, there's one problem. You know, I make this amount of money. I've got four kids. Right. You know, I don't have any experience. And he said, well, how much do you need? How much do you make? And, uh, and basically, he was, gonna, he was willing to pay me that. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, Lord, you're so good. This is exciting. And I did something really dangerous, Josh. I prayed about it. Yeah. <laughs> and when yeah. I prayed about it, there was a tension. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and I paid attention to the tension. Yeah. And, you know, and at first I was excited, but I came back to him and said, you know, this sounds like an amazing opportunity, but I just feel like the Lord has something else for us, and I don't know what that is. And so it was through this journey um, over the course of the next few months that we just began to pray about, Lord, we do feel called to ministry. We're thankful for our time here, um, but we just feel like there's something there's something else, there's something more. And so we were praying about maybe going on staff at a different church. Um, okay. We, you know, uh, we had some job offer opportunities in Kentucky and Texas and northern Ohio. And for, for pastoral work. For pastoral, yeah. Wow. So our, our pastor was so gracious that even though we declined the, the, the staff position, he contacted his network and said, well, hey, if not here, then let's find a place that you yeah. guys are yeah. supposed to be. Okay. And we just, you know, just kept praying about opportunities, and eventually, you know, we, were t we would turn those down. And, and at first, I thought it was me. I'm like, man, maybe I'm just afraid. Maybe I'm just, I'm holding on to my corporate job. I'm holding on to my, secu my security, sure. you know, the, the provision that, that I have control over. Maybe I just need to let that go. I'm just going to take the next job that comes comes yeah. my way. Yeah. And I remember praying about it, and um, and the Lord spoke to me in my kitchen in a very clear way. And, and, and you guys know what I mean by that. Like oh, The yeah. Lord just yep. whispers to you in a way that you know it's from Him. And He said, I want you to bear fruit where I planted you. you know. And, um, and we had just two months prior moved to Batasqua. We just moved to the community. We didn't know anyone here. We had no roots here. We had no connections. We simply... Purchased a home, or we, we moved to Patasco because we could afford the home yeah. for our growing family, and we couldn't afford one in Polaris where we were going to church yeah. at the time. And um, and when he said, "I want you to bear fruit," our planted you. He just put this desire in our heart to start a church. Yeah. Now let me just tell you, I had I never planted a church before. I had never been on staff at a church before. Wow. I had no experience, and I had never even met a church planner. I knew absolutely nothing. So the fact that you know six years later we're here at Impact City Church. And hundreds of people gather here. Well, they typically gather here. Yeah, <laughs> We're gathering same. online at the moment. Is just a testament of God's goodness, and and it's an encouragement that you know what my path to becoming a pastor it looks like no other no other pastor's path. Yep. And so often we can look at you know here's here's the model. You know you grow up in church. You you know you're a leader in the youth group. Then you go to Bible school. You go to seminary. You get a job as a youth pastor, and then you get promoted to senior pastor. You go start a church. Right. And the Lord said, no, my plan for you is unique and specific. And, and Paul writes this. He says, I want you to remain in the condition in which you're called. So when we become Christians, God has positioned us in a way that he wants to use us in that way. 
Yep. And so for me, I was in the business world, right? I was in, I was in the marketplace and God was going to use my influence and what I learned there to start a church. And I didn't have to go back and follow someone else's path. And I'm just really grateful for that. Well, and I think, I think for everybody listening, when we've, we've talked on this uh, platform so many times about, you know, identity and confidence and, and leadership and what you saw was all those things encompassed into one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw uh, a person who finally figured out what their why was. Yeah. Right? You know, the Lord laid that on you. This is my why. Yeah. I've now found my identity. It's yeah. been revealed to me. And the, and the key to this is, is the right leadership along with that reveal because mm-hmm. of their obedience, they were able to be a part of that. Yeah. And then they're showing you their direct leadership, understanding that your leadership is coming from him. Yeah. Their leadership is coming from him. And that's where that faith came. Yeah. That yeah. even you turning down a, a wonderful job, we got to remember something, the decisions that God makes in our lives, he, he does specifically to us, but with everybody in mind. Right. So for all he knew that pastor was saying, yeah, I want to bring a great, great pastor on staff man, maybe he wasn't seeing the full picture of how that would affect that church. Yeah. Maybe he's not seeing the whole picture of, I'm actually going to stunt his growth here, and God's yeah. going to get greater things. Right. But when you remain faithful and yeah. sought the leadership, then that's where that happened. Yeah. And seeking the leadership, guys, seeking counsel with God, right. that is where our confidence <clears throat> lies. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that can shake that. Right. You know what I mean? Our flesh attacks us constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you can be in there at that position with him, right. you know, that's where real confidence lies. You know, and... And I think wise counsel is important. We, we are supposed to 100%. seek wise counsel, but we are to be led by the Spirit of God. That's right. And, and we yep. have to discern the difference. Well, yeah. Mark, I like what you said there, and even even the talks of the wise counsel, and, and where where are you really seeking your direction from? Obviously, mm-hmm. God puts individuals in our lives for a particular reason to maybe guide us in certain areas, but like you said, truly seeking that wise counsel to Christ in that true direction is is ultimately at the end of the day, the, the best direction you can get. And I, and I can't imagine the steps and the process that it would take to, to planning a church. I mean, <laughs> I, I think of my personal yeah. experience in just starting a business. And for our entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and our business owners out there, I think this application can be applied the same way into your life, no matter what it is. It yeah. doesn't have to be specifically for Christ. It, it, mm-hmm. Hopefully there is... Um, a Christ-like background, Christ-like love in whatever we're doing, but, but Christ can call us in, in multiple areas in our life. He can call you to start a restaurant. He can call you to start a sports academy. Yeah. It, it doesn't necessarily matter what it is, but Justin, I, I can't imagine that process mm. of starting this church was easy and, oh, and, and the roadblocks that you ran into. Or did you run into roadblocks? Oh, abso- what, would that, what was that Absolutely. process like? Well, you know, I mentioned to you, we made this decision <laughs> in the kitchen at the time. You know, we're starting a church. If you think of what's involved in church, you've got children's ministry, you've mm-hmm. got music, you've got buildings, you've got all these programs. And we had none of that. We had yeah. no resources. No. We had no funding, no backing, no team, no, not a musical bone in my body. Like, all we started with, and the way I like to say it is, we had nothing but a word from God. Yeah. But we have found six years later that a word from God is more than enough. And he took us on a process. And so what he instructed me to do was to take one year to prepare. And so we started that year with 21 days of prayer and fasting to really seek what the heart of God was. And, and he really deposited in me what the vision and the value and the purpose of our church would be and what would that would look like and what Impact City would be and what our culture would be, what our DNA would be. And it's from your business the, plan. Yeah, he, he really downloaded <laughs> the your, business plan business to us. Plan. And for someone who didn't go to Bible school or seminary or had never been on staff to really absorb that culture from other leaders, we, we really only got it from the Lord. Now, 
that doesn't mean I didn't I wasn't a learner. I mean, I went out and got the best information and the best training and learned from as many pastors as I could. You know, I think it's important to learn and, and, and seek wise counsel, but really got that direction from the Lord. But over the course of the, the year, you know, we began to really build a team, build a culture, and get momentum. And I remember in that first year, as the team was building, uh, we were doing events in our community, and um, um, we, we got the local street fair here in Pataska that happens at the end of summer. And uh, we're st- at this point, we're still six months away from like officially launching and opening our church. But we have a booth, and it's called Impact City, and we're giving away free stuff and doing a photo booth and connecting with people. And people would come up, and they'd have a really good encounter with us, a good experience. They're like, oh, man, uh, where, where do you guys meet? And we'd say, oh, we don't even have a building yet. <laughs> like, what do you mean? How can you be a church without a building? I said, oh, that's not what church is about. A church yeah. is a gathering of people. We got that's the people. Right. We're still looking for right. buildings. Right. Amen. But you can, you can come be a part of this group if you want, and we would just build our team and, and, yeah. and, you know, and, and build the church that God uh, desired. And, uh, but I just remember, you know, as you can imagine, if, you know, going back to the business context, if, if you are looking for investors, a bank, and you come to them with a business model, and they say, well, tell me your experience. Right. Well, I got none. Well, tell me your education. Yeah. I've got none. What's your collateral? Yeah. What's your, they're like, yeah. well, I don't know if you're a good investment. Yeah, right. I, say, I don't know if I am either. <laughs> right? Right. This, right. But this is what the Lord wants me to do. You can't just say, well, take, take your investment on Christ. Right. <laughs> they're yeah. like, yeah. you're crazy. <laughs> the so there are absolutely challenges. And, you know, and the fact that my path to ministry was non-traditional, mm-hmm. you know, to some could be a hindrance. And some people, you know, they doubted or they questioned. And, and I was okay with that. I just leaned on, hey, I'm going to remain in the condition which I was called. I don't have to go become someone else to do what God has called me to do. He will, you know, he will qualify me along the way. That's right. And we'll grow at his pace with the people that he's called us to reach and, and called us to lead. Yeah. And, um, and so I'm, I'm grateful for that. But, yeah, man, you could do a whole podcast on church planning, uh, downfalls and challenges. <laughs> and, and, and I even told him when he first told me the story, the first thing I said is, you know, is some of the greatest uh, – wisdom that's everyone shared with me was, is, you know, God didn't call the qualified. He qualified those who he called. Correct. Yeah. And I think that's the encouragement for everybody. Yeah. You yeah. know, when we talk about on the show, you know, what is your why? Find out what your why is. And if, you know, you're a believer, that's where your confidence rests. Mm-hmm. Because, and I tell my wife every day, you know, my wife went to school to, uh, to be a nurse and she was a nurse for a long time. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, here's Jonah, this dentist who's saying, I want you to come work for me. And she's like, Joan, I'm a nurse. Right. <laughs> She's like, I've never done any of this. Yeah. He's like, you'll be fine. It'll be fine. And our prayer together nonstop is for her to rest mm-hmm. in that comfort. That, Honey, God has prepared you for whatever yeah. he's asked you to do. Mm-hmm. God led you here. He wants you here. Mm-hmm. He will take care of the rest. Yeah. You know, it's just for you to walk in that confidence. Yeah. And that's, that's the call to all these people. You know, everybody listening, if you're where he wants you to be, then your confidence has to rest that he has prepared mm-hmm. you. You know, and I think it's so unique that you do bring Paul. Paul's one of my favorites. I always tell Josh and I tell everybody on the show, so want to be Paul. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm very much so, you know, Peter. But <laughs> so want to be Paul. Yeah. But that's what it is. It's right. It's where in that status we were. And then you, you can bring all of that experience, mm-hmm. you know, experience of what leadership looks like, what these skills right. are. <clears throat> you know, all these things you've experienced from being football captain at the high school level, football captain, you know, at a college level, the things that you learned that in the time, maybe you did not realize yeah. you were learning. And now you get to look back upon those things and say, how did those still apply? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like we tell folks on on uh, the show, you know, when in between the time of patience and seeking and, and seeking that counsel is that time of preparation. Yeah, patience. We're in preparation all the time and don't know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
That's true. You know, even before I gave my life to Christ, so even before I was a Christian, I look back on on my journey and yeah. my unique experience, and I can still see that God's hand of favor and His Absolutely. providence and His protection on my life, even before I started following Him. Yeah. And, and that's just how good how good our God really is. Now, Justin, having come from uh, you know a sports background where leadership obviously is immense, mm-hmm. you know, from the coaching level to the leadership <clears throat> just amongst the players, sure, and then leadership of corporate blue collar America, which we unfortunately know can be its own unique beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where does any of that apply to the leadership now that you do from the faith platform? Right. Well, um, you know, absolutely. It, it, it all, I think leadership, um, it transcends every industry, um, every organization. And it, it's incredibly important. Uh, with our staff culture here, this is what we've landed on is that the number one goal of leadership is discipleship. Now, in a ministry context, we yeah. see discipleship yep. as followers of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I could broaden it for you, even as we disciple followers of Christ, what we're really helping people do is we're helping them take a next step in their journey of faith. Yep. Right? You can help one person take one step. That's discipleship. Whatever that looks like in a ministry context. Mm-hmm. But from a leadership context, if the number one goal of leadership is discipleship, what it really means is my number one goal as a leader is to help everyone on my team take a next step towards whatever that goal is, whatever that process is, uh, whatever that, um, you know, uh, project that they're working on. Right. I want to help them become a better leader, right? or it's a better father or, or a, a better husband. And so uh, as, I, as I look back into, you know, the, uh, the sports realm or the corporate sector, when I was my best as a leader is when I wasn't thinking about myself, but I was really investing in the people beside me mm-hmm. and around me and saying, how can I help them get better in one small way? That's no, good. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a great answer. That's fantastic. I yeah. think it's the thing that uh, you know, most of us lose sight of constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, we, we've, we've said before, you know, we're such a dog-eat-dog <clears throat> yeah. world, yeah. <clears throat> and really we should want to run as the pack. Right. You know what I mean? And be that support. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely selfless. I mean, we, we all understand. I'm not, I'd like to think we'd all understand, especially coming from your sports background, that we've all heard the saying that it's not a, it's not a, there's no I in team. You right. know what I mean? And, and the stronger your team is, the better the team is. And right. the same thing within, within your walls, the same thing within my walls, the same thing within a household. Yeah. If, if everyone is held, we just did a show on accountability, yeah. being held accountable to, to their actions, being held uh, accountable to their skill sets and to that, to that leadership aspect of saying, Hey, I know if I do my job, but you don't do your job, you we need 11 guys to the ball, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You need 11 guys on the field doing their yep. job. One guy doesn't do their job. You miss your assignment. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It leads to a touchdown, leads to a broken play, whatever it might right. be. And so by, by, I think that's extremely just notable to understand that even though you as a leader need to take care of you doing your job, it's important to lead your team to make sure they've taken care of their job. And, and as, as a unit, whether it's in a church, corporate board, or whatever it might be, offering that offering that knowledge and just that selflessness, mm-hmm. it, 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 is, it probably leads to where you guys are today because it's not about you. And, and you see that amongst so many different platforms of individuals, like Mark was saying, mm-hmm. where, you know, in, in the corporate world, man, it's different. Where s- some people, they get to the top and they think they're it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and understanding, though, like, y- you didn't get there without the guys in the room. Well, I mean, I'm even going to be honest. I, you know, I've... I'd, I have lots of friends who are pastors. I've been to many, many churches, and I've traveled all over the country. And I've met the 
celebrity leadership of some churches. Mm-hmm. And I've never understood it. You know, I've never understood where in some of these churches they're okay with that disconnect. Right. You know what I mean? Because uh, then how, how, does, how does that leadership then really widen? You know, what's that thumbprint? It mm-hmm. stops. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you're not approachable, it stops. If you're not relatable, it stops. Right. If that connection's not there, you know what I mean? Then, then leadership has limits. And the yeah. goal is that leadership doesn't have limits. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, you, that you're investing in each other and, and you're focused upon people are the ultimate product. Right. You know, and it's, yeah. and it's like even Josh, we, we talk about all the time of visionary meals. It's not about the dollars and cents. If you focus on the customer mm-hmm. and who you're serving yeah. and you take care of that customer, all that stuff takes care of itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's when you're focused on the things you shouldn't be focused on right. that those other things slide. And it's like a church. When a church isn't focused on each other, then, yeah, from one stance, it may look very good. By the numbers, it may look very good. But that internal structure, that, that foundation, is just crumbling from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, as we're, as we're teaching uh, leadership, you know, within our staff team and with our leaders, uh, one of the ways we like to put it is people over products yeah. and people over processes and people over policies. You know, you can sometimes get so focused on the end result. So, <laughs> excuse me, in our context, you know, a Sunday experience we call worship experience includes music, includes preaching, includes environment, includes, you know, kids ministry. And those are products of, yeah. of what we do. Yeah. And we want them to be excellent. Mm-hmm. And but we rely on volunteers or staff members to create this excellent product. Well, when the product isn't excellent, you know, and you're in charge, you're the boss, you can really get bent out of shape. Yeah. But if you look at it, if you if if you value products over people, you'll really beat up your people. Oh yeah. Or really hurt your people or get your people out of the way or replace your people in order to get a better product. But if you if you think about the number one goal of me as a leader, the reason I'm here is to disciple them, then I need to help them take a next step in creating a better product. And so rather right. than beating them up, it's coming alongside them, um, discipling them, encouraging them, helping them grow, and being okay with a product that's just okay for a season so that I can develop my people first, mm-hmm. and then the product will get better. Yeah. And yeah. whatever industry you're in, if you treat your people good and, and, and focus on leading them well – your product will improve. Justin, that's, ex- that's ex- yeah, guys, let's highlight that because that is extremely sounding in the sense that so many people do think product first and then yeah. my people. And, and yeah. they're like, all right, I've got this great idea. i got this great invention. i got this great product. Right. right. Let's create it. Let's perfect it. Now what? Uh, you don't have anybody to sell it to. You don't have right. anybody to give it to. Yeah. And that's why a, a lot of businesses might fail in an early stage in their careers because they create... Well, I think families fail. And families too. Families fail the same it, way. It, it if you're applies not investing, to Yeah, if you're not investing into your family members, to your children, to your wife, right. you know, before you know it, it's too late. And then that opportunity to invest is gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, p- people create this product and they look at, well, now I don't, I don't have a market. Instead of establishing your people first, who is your people, and then creating the product... That's, that's, that's important. That's one of the best things I think th- that's going to be said today is take care of your people first, whether it's your family, whether it's your church, whether it's your customers. Mm-hmm. Create, create a family. Figure out what they want. Figure out what they need. Mm-hmm. And then create the product around them right. instead of creating them around the product. And yeah. I think I, you know, we, when we talked about this with Jonah, and I know, I know we've, we've uh, talked it in length with, with Josh, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, um, you know, this is a building of faith. Mm-hmm. Nobody misses that. Yeah, they're coming from a business side where Josh 
runs his business on a, a scripture from First Corinthians, and sure. Jonah runs his business on a couple of scriptures. Right. You know, as you, as you come in and you go out, they're there. Yeah. And we talked about the challenge that that can create for some people, mm-hmm. but yet how for them, their leadership is built upon that, their faith is built upon that, and their confidence is built upon that. And I look at you as the pastor of, you know, you said like 400 members, you know, people that are attending here every weekend. Your challenge is slightly different. They know why they're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know what they're walking into. And then you have to stand up at a pulpit knowing what God has laid on your heart. And I say it that way. Justin's not writing these sermons. Yeah. God is laying these sermons on Justin to be faithful for Justin. It's a good thing, too. <laughs> but there is going to be those individuals who come in and sit down, and they want to hear what they want to hear. Oh, yeah. yeah expectation. For sure. <laughs> they come in with more of the spectator right, goggles right. on. And they're like, well, Justin's going to make everything all right for me. Justin's <laughs> going to tell me what I need to know. Justin's going to answer these questions that I'm having. And then they miss the whole message. Mm. And I can imagine leadership becomes very difficult in some of those times. Absolutely. You know, we, you know, we tend to um, have the, our own lens that we see this life through. I love it. And we often um, we, try, we try to get things in our life to line up with the way that we see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's, there's this really cool story in the Old Testament, and I won't, I won't preach here, but it's in the book of Judges. And, and here's, here's how you can summarize this entire book. It's the people of God, the Israelites. They, were, they would live for God. They would follow his ways. And then they'd become very successful, and things would get really well for them. They'd prosper. Business would flourish. The crops would flourish. And then they would get complacent. They would yep. get comfortable. Mm-hmm. They would begin to disobey the ways of God. They'd begin to turn their back on God. And guess what? Things stopped going well for them. As sin entered into their life and their family, man, they would... Um, Things would go downhill. Enemies would come and attack them, and then I'm good. And now they're, oh, we're sorry, we messed up. We we want to do it your way again, God. And right. so they would repent. God would forgive them, and they, we we would just start this journey over and over again. The vicious but, cycle. The vicious cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the way that the book of Judges ends, it's it's the last line, and it really begin it begins to describe how bad it got for God's people, how bad society had gotten. I mean, it was so bad they were. I mean, just the most unimaginable things happening. They were killing babies. They were, uh, you know, oh, just unimaginable. Yeah. Th- it's, it's like rated R, graphic for mature type so of content. So bad we can't even say can't it Can't even talk air. about it, but, but, you know, look it up. But it says this. It says, in those, it says, um, in those days there was no king, there was no clear leader, and they did what was right in their own eyes. Yeah. And what happens is when there's not a leader – that we can trust. There's not a leader that is anchored in the Lord. We make ourselves the king. Yep. Mm-hmm. We make mm-hmm. our we, we become the boss of our own life, the yeah. leader of our own life, and then we end up doing what's right in our own eyes Correct. rather than what's right in the eyes of God. And so that's why values and integrity and vision is so important. And when someone walks into church and they have a vision for their life and they want and and they want to hear what God has to say about their life specifically, um, you know, they they're looking at it through their own perspective, and sometimes um, we can miss what God wants to do, mm-hmm. right? Because he is the king. He is the Lord. He is in charge of my life, and I want to do what's right in his eyes, not what's right in my eyes. Yeah. So. yeah. And I think what's great is, you know, and Justin, you, you said you guys really have built Impact City on discipleship, mm-hmm. and I think that's so important 
Um, because yeah, obviously anybody would look at this and say that you know Justin Ross is the is the leader of this church. Um, I think. From an earthly standpoint, that makes sense to all of us. I think from a spiritual standpoint, we all understand that you're not, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, and we mean that in, in great love that you yeah, even understand it's that. It's my wife. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I thought I'm like, man, we should have had Mindy here. Too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, you guys really missed the boat here. Yeah, you yeah. Got, but it's we, the second time that's happened. <laughs> but that's, we understand that trickle effect, though. We understand that God is the leader and God has pointed you into a place to lead and to create other leaders just as he, is, mm -hmm. he has commanded us to do. And that that's why that discipleship is so important mm -hmm. because we're all called to lead. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all called to those positions of leadership, right. that leaders amongst leaders, mm -hmm. lifting each other up. Yeah. And I think when we, when Josh and I, when God laid it on our heart to talk about confidence and leadership mm -hmm. and value and, and all those things is because that's what we want to do for people. We want to be obedient, knowing that God has placed these things on us in different roles in various mm -hmm. areas of our lives and to encourage others and right. having you on this show for people to understand we're all in these positions and mm -hmm. it's up to us to invest not just in our church, to invest not just into our businesses, not just to our families, mm -hmm. but we're called to invest in everyone. Yeah. That everyone is called for the same reason and that we have to share this no matter where we are. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I love that you guys have built it upon that because there's so many times, you know, I, I sit down with uh, pastors and leadership groups and, and one of the first things they complain about is, man, it just can't get anybody. Can't get anybody to want to step up and volunteer, anybody mm -hmm. to help out. You know, and it's like, it's always the same 20 people. It's always the same 20 people doing the same thing over and over. Right. And, and I understand their complaint, but at the same time, it's almost like, well, then we need to look in the mirror. What are we doing wrong? Sure. Why are we not empowering these people? Right. What are we, where are we missing that call? And if you're running a business and your business is failing and people mm -hmm. aren't stepping up, you can't look at them and be mad. It's mm -hmm. like you said, this is a season you're in. Now you need to approach a season from a training standpoint. Yeah. I have to then own that. Mark. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. God placed this on me. What am I not doing? Yeah. You know, Mark, I, I remember having those thoughts a few years ago, early on, as we were, you know, just a few years into this journey of, uh, of you know, how do we, how do you develop leaders? Yeah. And you want to build the right culture for it, but there there is a training aspect. There is absolutely a, for sure. You know, people need um, you know they need the specific next steps and help in their leadership journey. And as a leader of you know hundreds of you know let's say hundreds of volunteers, consider that a hundred employees. Mm -hmm. I was relying on my ability to identify someone as a potential leader. Yeah, based, that group. Yeah, yeah, based on my interaction with them, based on my limited experience. Mm -hmm. Is I was I was relying on my ability to really build the team and identify that ex staff member, and the Lord dealt with me and was like, he's like, you know, you're not seeing them the way I see them. Correct. And I'm already speaking to the people in your church who I've called to be leaders in your church. Mm, amen. And it really changed my perspective. And so we created a process where people could self-identify. Yep. That if the Lord was working on them about um, becoming a leader in the workplace or in the ministry, that they could now come forward and say, hey, I have a desire to learn about leadership. I want to become a leader, Whether again, whether it's in the marketplace, in their business, or here in the church. So we created something called the Leadership Experience. And it's, and it's a 12-week, uh, we call it a grow group, but it's really a 12-week program where they come in and we go through some of the basics of leadership, but it's interactive, it's simulation-based. Um, and they get an opportunity at the end of 12 weeks, once they went through the training, um, that we actually give them a leadership role in our church for another 12 weeks. Yeah. So they get to learn about leadership for 12 weeks, and then they get to experience it for 12 weeks. And we give them an opportunity to lead a team or lead a project 
and get them involved. And many of them have converted into staff members. Yeah. Many of them have left this ministry to start other churches, to plant churches right. because of what God did through them in this season. And so, you know, I think it's really imperative that all leaders, if you're leading people and leading teams, that you give you give opportunities for people to self-identify that they want to take a next step in their leadership journey and then create a process where they can grow. Absolutely. And I, yeah. and I instantly, I always think of, you know, the Sermon on the Mount. It's yeah. like, I tell people all the time, Christ didn't just stop right there and say, okay, build a mega church <laughs> right. right here. Right. No, he dispatched everybody. Yeah. He did. You know, you, I have equipped you. Two by you. two. Yes, yeah. I've equipped <laughs> you. Go. Go. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, I think at times, from our, whether it's our own pride, our own insecurity, we want to hold everybody there, and I want to be in control. Mm-hmm. I yeah. want to be in control. You know, and then it's like, well, I don't want anybody to go out and do better than I did, and I don't want anybody yeah. to go do. It's like a, that, that is such the backwards way of thinking. Right. And it doesn't matter where you are in life. It's I tell people all the time, it's like my kids. I don't want to live vicariously through my children. I want my children to be better than me. Right. I need to encourage them. I need to feed them all my mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Say, hey, th- this is what we're supposed to do. And because we want people to go out and be successful and live the right way and to lead the right way mm-hmm. and, to, and to know what their why is. And Mark, that brings me into my next question here. I'm going to kind of turn the page a little bit. And Justin, I'm going to ha- ask you to share this because I have a follow-up question for this, because I know a lot of our listeners come to a point in time in their life when they're in, in this situation. And, you know, you shared with us briefly as before we walked into the, to our makeshift studio here of what led you to where you are today, Sure. what led you where you are today. And, and I, we talk about leadership. We talk about, re, you know, relying on faith. We talk about, you know, our why and chasing yeah. our calling. And, and you already shared with, you know, what are what kind of led you into this field? Mm-hmm. But diving into it deeper, I want you to share with our listeners what led you to this building and where we are today. And then I have another question for you. Okay, go for it. Yeah. So uh, you know, I mentioned how we took a year to where we were planning and preparing, and uh, and if you start a business or start a ministry, you're going to get to this place where you begin to think you know what's going to happen next. Yeah. You have an idea <clears throat> of what God might do or how it might pan out, and then. It doesn't go like that at all, you know? (laughs) Right, never. (laughs) And it humbles you to a place of, okay, this really isn't my show. Like, I'm just, I'm along for the journey too. But uh, originally, we were going to rent the local high school. And so we were in contract with Watkins Memorial, which is the church right across the street, the church, the school that's right across the street from the church. And uh, so that's where we were going to hold church. And about four weeks before our open day, our, our launch day, um, we got a call from them and said, hey, uh, we overlooked some details. The auditorium you wanted to rent is going to be used for a school play, so you can use it for two weeks, but then we're going to have to move you to the cafeteria for two months because they don't want us to move the set. And I was like, what? We can't do it in the cafeteria. You know, we need an auditorium. Yeah. And and uh, and I just remember being crushed at first, like, okay, this is not what I expected. This is not going the way I imagined. Mm-hmm. And so very quickly, you know, we begin to pray and we begin to just trust the Lord would open up an opportunity. And he did. Within a matter of just a, a couple of weeks, uh, we were made aware of a church in our community that they were struggling uh, financially. They were struggling to, you know, uh, to grow their membership. And they were um, open to the idea of us renting from them. And so, man, we negotiated and we ended up... Um, renting from them on Sunday nights. So they did church Sunday mornings. We did church Sunday nights for about six months. Things were going well. We were growing. We were making a difference. And then I'm like, okay, 
now I know, God, why you didn't let us go at the high school because you wanted us to be here and I just see the setup and we're going to maybe get this building. Maybe there's going to be a merger. Maybe we're going to purchase it. Lord, you're so good. I'm giving him all the credit. (laughs) He's amazing. (laughs) And then there's this fateful Friday morning that I'm um, at the church. You know, I'm using a little nursery because I don't have an office here. We're just renting the building. And I see this group of people walk in. I'll call them a gaggle of church people. And I'm like, what are, who are those people? Why are they here? And I walk out and I say, hey, can I help you? They say, oh, no, we're just checking out the, our, our new church. It's like, oh, do you tend? And, I, and it, the, the church that we rented from was called Cathedral of Praise. Do you, do you attend there? And they say, oh, no, we just bought this building. I was like, you did? Well, that's news to me. <laughs> oh, no. And I just remember calling the pastor um, at the time so frustrated, so upset, yeah. like, what do you mean you sold the building? Like we're renting from you and we're we're already meeting here and we've we've renovated this building. Like we've invested here like I think you're missing it, buddy. Right. Like you were supposed to sell to us. Right. Or better yet, maybe, you know, we were supposed to work together. And you know, and he explained to me, you know, why he made the decision and the relationship he had with this pastor and and, and looking back on it, I knew it was meant to be. Um but at the moment I'm just frustrated because things weren't going the way I expected yeah. them to. Yeah. I was hitting a roadblock. You know, it was that testing of my faith. And uh, I remember complaining to my wife, and of course she's a good wife, and settled me down. And, you know, it's like, Justin, if the Lord's closing the door, he's going to open another one. And we all know, we've heard that before, and it feels good, but sometimes we're like, I just want to be upset. Yeah. yeah. And so I was upset for about a day or so, and, you know, finally got over it, but still wasn't sure what we were going to do. And then that Monday, just a few days later, I got an anonymous phone call. And uh, on my cell phone, don't even know how they got a, got in touch with me, but I remember answering the phone, saying, hello, it's Justin. And they said, uh, is this the pastor of Impact City? I said, uh, yeah, it is. Who am I speaking with? How can I help you? And uh, didn't tell me who it was. And they just responded with, are you guys looking for a building? I was like, what in the world? I was like, uh, we're keeping our options open. Who am I speaking with? How can right. I help you? Who are you? Yeah, who is this? <laughs> God, no. You know, and this person never revealed who they were, wow. uh, but I can tell you, I would recognize their voice in an instant because it just—it's so fresh in my mind. And they begin to tell me about this church on Watkins Road that might be considering selling their building. He didn't give me much more details than that, and I just said, oh, "Well, I appreciate the phone call, but why did you call me?" And they said, well, "Something just told me that you needed to know." Hmm. So okay, and so from that point, you know, I got in touch with. Um, the, the interim pastor at what was a Baptist church called Southwest Lincoln Community Baptist Church. And I shared with them this bizarre phone call I got. It was out of left field. Give me some grace on this. And what that led to was eventually uh, meeting with the board of elders of, this, of, of, of the church, meeting with the congregation. And uh, what ended up happening is they decided to transfer ownership of the building, the land, and all of their assets to Impact City and give the people of, of that church the opportunity to join us and merge with us. And so now, when I thought we were going to rent from the school, that didn't pan out. I thought we were going to you know, be in this building on the other side of Pataskala for a year, maybe purchase it someday. That didn't pan out. Now I'm in a place where the Lord is giving us 15 acres of land, wow. a beautiful building, and positioned right across from the local schools. Absolutely. 
And now we're in a position of influence with so many young people, and God has used it in so many great ways. Yeah. So I'm thankful that none of my plans worked out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> His you way know? is always Absolutely. the best way, isn't it? Amen. Yeah. Ju- Justin, that's amazing. And I, I just think of, you know, I'm not going to share it because our listeners have heard it, but I think of, you know, the resounding moment that I had when I launched Visionary Meals. And I think a lot of individuals that do their best to lead their life through faith mm-hmm. have a similar story like right. that where they think they're going to do it one way. Right. And God says, hey, no, we're going to do it this way because God's way is the best way. And so for our listeners, it's it's extremely clear that you were in your comfort zone at that time. I mean, before before that happened, you were, you were in the place, like you said, we're going to purchase this potentially one day. We're comfortable. Like, yeah. this is it. Yeah. And clearly that wasn't the case. And so can you offer any insight for our listeners that maybe plan to leave their comfort zone for a bigger purpose, calling, or even a passion? Mm-hmm. Through that, God has called you to, to move places. So for our listeners that have that are in a situation where maybe they're not passionate, maybe they don't feel like they're in their calling, and, and they, they feel like something's dragging them, pulling them out. Mm-hmm. What, what, what is the insight? What is some... What is some techniques? What is some trusting? What is some? What can you offer for individuals that need to leave the plan that they may be in? Sure. Well, man, that's such an important question, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna dodge the question for just a minute, please. But I'll come back to it, um, because this is the question I get the most as a pastor: is Pastor, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I don't know my purpose. I don't know my calling. Yep. And listen up, Ashley. And, and I don't, <laughs> and I don't know God's purpose for their life, and I don't know their calling either. That they're hoping to come, like I'm a fortune teller, and I'm going to tell them what they're supposed to do. And and I think this is the truth when it comes to our purpose: that God cares more about who you are than what you do. That's right. Amen. Yeah. God cares way more about the person you're becoming, right, than what you spend your time doing. Mm. So purpose and calling are incredibly important. I mean, I believe that God created us on purpose, with a purpose. Yeah. And, and, and I want to do everything I can to help people connect to their purpose. But if you first don't focus on the person you're becoming, right? You know, when, when God the Father introduced Jesus to this earth, there's this the passage in, in Matthew when he's baptized by John the Baptist. It says, the heavens opened up and we hear God. He says, he says for this is my son with whom I am well pleased. He didn't say this is a carpenter. He didn't say this is a teacher or this is a prophet or this is even the Messiah. He said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. Like God is pleased with us in our position as his children before anything that we do, right? Yeah. So we put sometimes too much stock on what we do over who we are. Right. And so that's why I wanted to dodge it like for just, just a moment because we can sometimes lose focus. And so I just tell people, hey, what, is it, what, what has God put in front of you right now? What is, the, what is that opportunity mm-hmm. Do it with all your heart. Do it in a way that glorifies God. And as you are faithful with little, he will trust you with much. So right. sometimes it's not that big thing. It's a very little thing, being yeah. faithful in the little things. And so whatever God is entrusting you with today, just do it in a way that honors God and give it everything that you have. And I believe that'll take you to the next step in the journey. Yeah. So, But as you continue to take faithful steps, God's going to begin to give you more to the more you know more of the picture. And I remember that moment in my kitchen where the Lord said, "I want you to bear fruit where I planted you." He wanted us to do something new in this community, and it was specific. He wanted me to start a church, and that was terrifying. Right. We had no experience, um, and so for me, and, and again, everyone's journey is different. Um, I didn't have enough faith at the time to quit my job that day. Yeah. I didn't have the faith to you know, go get a 
you know, a small business loan and go purchase a building. But I had enough faith to take a next step. And the next step was to spend some time praying about it. And then once I got more confidence in the Lord, I took the next step of telling my friends. Yeah. And telling my, mm-hmm. let me just tell you, when I had to call my dad, again, I didn't grow up in church. I was we weren't a, a Christian family in terms of, you know, actively, you know, connected to the local church. My dad's in the car business. He's a bus- He's very successful. You know, he helped pay for me to go to business school. <laughs> right. And I call him and say, hey, Dad, uh, I'm thinking about, you know, transitioning out of the corporate world where I'm doing really well to starting the church. <laughs> he said, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, and I expected him to say you're crazy, but he said, you know what, Justin? If it, yeah. I'm with you because I love this. <laughs> he said, if anyone can do it, it's you. Yeah. And I, I believe it's going to work. And, um, and that gave me enough confidence to take another step. Yep. And so, you know, we have done something really big for God, but it really was a bunch of little things along the way mm-hmm. that, that God has used in a way that only He could uh, that only He could do. Right. And so, my encouragement is, you know, figure out what is that next step. So for me, is I told my family, I told my friends, and we had our first gathering, and I just began to share the vision, and that was our first step. And then we mapped out a plan of what does this look like if we're going to start a church a year from now. What are the things that we need to accomplish? And so then we put together our business model. You know, we'll call it that. Or really, our is our launch plan. Um, but then I had to go to my boss at my day job and say, "Hey, boss, there's something that that I'm that I'm working on that's a, that's important to me. It's a project. It's yeah. I'm thinking about starting a church." <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so I started the conversation with him. I said, "You know, um, I'm probably not going to put in the overtime." like I have in the past. I'm probably not going to be here late night, early morning like I have in the past. I'm going to give you everything I have when I'm here, but I now have some things that are really um, pulling on my attention. Are you okay with that? And of course he was. And I said, okay, well, I have one more question for you. I said, as this thing continues to grow, would you ever consider me going to a part-time employee where I can still work here maybe three or four days a week, but then I have some extra margin to work, you know, on the church? Now, this was unprecedented. You know, the person I worked for was a senior executive right. with high expectations and demanded a lot. And he, none of his staff was part time. In fact, you you had to be all in to work for this for work for this guy. And he looked at me and he said, "Justin, if anyone could do it, it would be you." I said, "Okay." And we began. We we negotiated that after so many months, they allowed me to go down to part time. Went down to part-time. So this was, again, the Lord providing that next step. Absolutely. I could put more capacity towards the church. And then after going down to part-time, then they started letting me work from home, which gave me even more capacity. And so I ended up working from home part-time for four years. Okay, wow. Before I took the final leap of faith to resign um, from the corporate world, and it was actually, I worked for the federal government. So talk about the most secure <laughs> income and pension and, and all yeah, that. I was walking away from a lot of security, uh, but it took me four years to do that. And so, you know, a lot of times if we're going to do some some big things for the Lord and really pursue our purpose, it's just figuring out what's that next small step that I can take right. and continue to build from there. And I think it's the faith because, yeah. I mean, I, I believe, you know, if we had time, we'd all share these stories of, mm. In the time of our uh, our doubt and indecision, to watch God reveal things and then use people in our lives that we would never guess mm-hmm. would respond the way they responded. Yeah, 
and to know that that's not coincidence. That's not luck. That's God working in that situation because he knows what you need. Mm -hmm. And all he's asking from you was to be faithful. Justin, tell your father. Mm -hmm. Justin, go talk to the CEO. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll prepare the I'll prepare the setting. Yeah. But you have to go do it. Because where it all would have crumbled is if Justin said, Man, I already know how they're gonna respond. Right. Yeah. I'm not even gonna waste my time. Sure. And then you'd have missed out on the blessing. Right on. You know what I mean? Yep. So anybody who's thinking about leadership, thinking about taking on a new role, thinking about uh, the position they're in, I think what Justin said is amazing because that's what it comes down to. It is that personal, intimate relationship you have with your Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. And I mean, of course you should seek people that you trust and people that you um, can have counsel with knowing that they're going to give to you, not their wisdom, but more wisdom that God has placed upon them. You should. But at the same time, never discount God as your first source. Yeah, yeah. Because he'll reveal to you whatever it is. Like he always says, God answers the prayers of a righteous heart. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we just got to yeah. stay faithful in that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's some good stuff. That's <clears throat> some great content, guys. This is a show that I, I have full faith that a lot of individuals will relate to. Um, and this is a show that if you don't particularly relate to this show, I know we all have someone in our lives that do. And and I, I think, guys, as our listeners, share this with a loved one. Share this with a family member. Um, this is a story. This is not a promotion for Impact City Church, but this is a pr- promotion for Christ and, and saying what God can do in your life if you are faithful. And it, not only if you are faithful, but if you are patient. God is so good, and we hear that all the time. But being able to see that from other brothers and sisters that we interact with, it, it's just so amazing and just it's so comforting, guys. So take take this show for what it truly is and, and, and grow from this show. Implement these little things in your life and just Listen to the show as you as you come as the as the show hits zero, maybe go into prayer. Say, Christ, God, how what it is that you were revealing to what, me through this show. Yes, because I'm telling you, yes. that's we always discount that, you know, the, the effect of that. We have to put ourselves in position for God to use not just us, for him to use other people in our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's humbling to know that he does that. Uh because none of us go out seeking that stage. Yeah. Um, but it's very humbling to know that. He works through all of us in those ways. And, you know, I do. Anybody that listens to this, maybe you're saying, I really don't know how that applies to me. That's why I say. Seek God's counsel. God will show you where this applies. He'll show you the areas in which that some of these things can do, where you can find that encouragement. I know for me, I'm sitting here with Justin. I know Justin. We're in the same men's group. And yet there's still so much encouragement that gets passed on through these areas, you know, and that's just lifting each other up in support. It's just that's exactly what he's called us to do. It's, it is that discipleshipping. It's that true so many churches use the word family, but it is family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I just encourage all people to apply that. Yeah, And guys, for what it's worth, I know a lot of you listeners come to, come to this show for entrepreneurship, for mindset, work ethic, grind, uh, family, direction, you name it. And, and you're sitting here saying, well, this, is a, this is, was a really faith-heavy show. Well, for what it's worth, we brought Justin on, and <clears throat> Mark and I share some of the things that we share because we see the way it works in our lives. Absolutely. And if you're still on the fence of like, man, I just really can't buy into this. Take what was said to heart. And if it's if it's if you haven't taken that step of trying to move forward in your life through faith, I challenge you. I challenge you slowly just to just to try a little bit of it. Pray just ask God, "Hey God, I I've never done this before. I don't care if you're praying for 12 seconds. I promise he's listening." Just give it to him. Let him reveal something to you, like Mark said. Mm-hmm. 
Justin, again, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us. And you Justin, they can today. find you guys at impactcity.church, yes. right? <clears throat> yep. Impactcity.church. There's a wonderful sermon series on mm -hmm. there. There's contact information. Uh, I, I'm sure Justin or anybody on the staff would be more than happy to answer any of your questions. If you're a person that says, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to pray. I don't know what that is. I'm sure they would be more than happy to just communicate with you and set up whatever it is you need to help guide you in this journey. And yeah, impactcity.church. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yep. yeah, love it. Anything for us, Justin? Anything else? Man, I just, uh, I appreciate your guys' heart in doing this. And uh, I just pray God's blessing over each and every one of you. And, uh, and I do, I believe that uh, what you guys are doing is you're helping people take next steps, whether it's in their business, in their faith, in their family. And I, I just know God's going to use it for the good. So yeah, thanks for letting awesome. me be here today. Appreciate that. Thanks, Justin. Deliver the link. Sign up.